big things are happening for the PHF because ESPN Plus has bought their rights and also a PHF team is coming to face my school and it's going to be the first professional women's hockey game played in the state of Michigan and I'm honored to be a part of that broadcast. I continue to change the game alongside my mentor Ever Fitzhugh in more ways than one. So I'm looking forward to that. So I decided to do something special. I decided to combine the Buffalo Buttes organization and the Adrian College Bulldogs organization into one jam-packed episode. So I'm going to be interviewing a Buffalo Buttes player, their general manager, and also two former Adrian College Bulldog players who were drafted by the Buffalo Buttes organization. And this is going to be a jammed packed show. I know I say that a lot, but this time I am seriously serious. This is probably going to be my longest episode up to date of me being a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And quite honestly, I am really looking forward to this episode. Like I said, big things are happening for the PHF. We're going to discuss that. And we're also going to be talking to four people. You heard that right. Four people are appearing on today's show. No two parts, no three parts, none of that. One jam-packed episode. Buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Trey Matthews, and it's currently the morning of October 21st, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, uh, let's take care of some housekeeping. So yes, I am aware that the New Jersey Devils have a game tonight, and no, I do not have an update on Jack Hughes. I was waiting for the news just like you guys were. Uh, I'm hoping for the best, but I just saw a video last night uh, sent in by a fan where uh, there was someone attending a Devils game and they saw Jack Hughes go back into the tunnel and you know he was limping and he punched something and he said the F word so uh, that's usually never a good sign usually when a player does that they kind of know something is up we'll talk about that in a later episode or I will let you guys know if I have some sort of update and hopefully the New Jersey Devils can keep up their uh, good start to the season they play the Washington Capitals so I think that's going to be a good test for them to begin the year because the Chicago Blackhawks have not gone off to a good start to the year and the Seattle Kraken well they're still trying to figure themselves out as they're the newest team in the NHL so I I knew that we could handle the Blackhawks and the Kraken with ease but now here we are about to play a team that's full of veterans they definitely know what they're uh, capable of doing they won the Stanley Cup just a few years ago we didn't beat them once last season so this is going to be a good test for the New Jersey Devils and hopefully Lindy Ruff brings his uh, best players out there and I don't know if Jack Hughes is going to play in that or not wouldn't bet on it but we'll see what happens but uh, for today's episode I'm actually going to be doing something special It's a double-length episode. So uh, joining me for today are members of the Buffalo Buttes organization and people who were once a part of the Buffalo Buttes organization and are alum of the school that I currently attend, which is Adrian College. So as some of you might know, uh, if you saw me on Locked on Kraken just a couple days ago, or uh, if you've been keeping up to date with my Twitter, I am going to be part of a call this Saturday for my school because uh, for the first time in Michigan history, we're going to get professional women's uh, hockey action and the Buffalo Buttes are coming into town. 
town to take on the Adrian College Bulldogs. And I'm so excited to, to be a part of that broadcasting tandem. I'm also going to be doing interviews during the course of the game. So I have a lot of stuff in the works for that. And I decided to promote it. So I decided to promote both the Buffalo Buttes, the PHF, and also uh, my school, Adrian College, just because I felt as though how often does something like this happen? Not too often. So I felt like it was just the perfect time to do something like this. And uh, speaking of which, the timing couldn't have been any more perfect because yesterday morning it was revealed that ESPN Plus is buying the rights to the PHF. So PHF games starting this season in year six, they will be uh, streamed on the ESPN Plus app. And I couldn't be any more excited and also more humble to just be able to work with the PHF, uh, have some of their players appear on my show, basically share their stories as well as some of the NHL players I've interviewed. And I really hope that the PHF someday uh, becomes just as big as the WNBA because I don't know if any of you watch the WNBA but when I was seeing the playoffs and you know the, the amount of press it was getting I was seeing sold out arenas at the uh, playoff series for the WNBA uh, some of them appeared in the movie Space Jam over the summer with LeBron James so I really hope the PHF uh, becomes just as big as uh, the WNBA in terms of just market uh, in terms of viewership and just overall fans just coming to see these games and I feel like it's very important in the sport of hockey just to diversify it and just keep on growing this great sport and I'm truly honored to be a part of a broadcasting team that's uh, broadcasting the first uh, professional women's hockey game in the state of Michigan and uh, the fact that I've also been a part of something like this before because as some of you might know I am one of a few full-time uh, African-American play-by-play hockey announcers along with my mentor Ever Fitzhugh who does the radio feed for the Seattle Kraken so the fact that I get to grow the sport in more ways than one is just so surreal I'm lost for words and I can't wait for this game but now as for today's episode I am doing something completely different I am interviewing four different people in the same episode so it's going to be a double length episode this might even be a triple length episode i am not cutting anything i am not shortening anything either so i really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode because like i said this was a lot of work to do and i am truly uh, honored to interview my next four guests so my first guest is carly jackson she is a former university of maine goalie she is currently uh, playing for the buffalo buttes organization and she was selected third overall in the 2020 phf draft uh, she is the all-time uh, University of Maine leader in wins, goals against average, save percentage, and shutouts, and finalist for Rookie of the Year and Goaltender of the Year for the PHF as well. And then I got the general manager of the Buffalo Buttes organization, Nate Oliver, and then from my school who uh, uh, were drafted by the Buffalo Buttes as well, Kelly O'Sullivan and also Sarah Shrub. Both of them have left a long-lasting imprint on the Adrian College Bulldog organization. And like I said, they were drafted by the Buffalo Buttes. So the fact that, you know, I get to kind of kill two birds with one stone, bring in some people from my school who have some association with the Buffalo Buttes uh, program is really cool. So like I said, I, I think I've talked long enough. We're going to bring in these uh, guests in a second. But first, I have to give you guys the first and second live read this morning. And the first one comes from Bilt Bar. So Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors while well, you're missing out, they have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, 
raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange cookies, and cream, German chocolate. You know my favorite flavor is? I love coconut. So if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars ever, but they're super healthy as well. Check out these stats. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Or today and get that grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is also the official sponsor of Corey LaJoy. He drives the number seven car in the NASCAR Cup Series for Aspire Motorsports. So the offer is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And now the second live read comes from BetOnline.ag. Please remember to gamble responsibly. So we are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile uh, website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, hockey, baseball, postseason, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Remember to visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs as well. Okay, it's time to start this double or maybe even triple length episode of Buffalo Buttes players. I actually renamed uh, my show on my Twitter page for promotional reasons to Locked On Buttes. So once again, Carly Jackson, Nate Oliver, Katie O'Sullivan, and Sarah Shrub are on the dock to speak this morning. So let's first bring in Carly Jackson. Let's take it away. And now joining me from the Buffalo Buttes organization, she is a former University of Maine goalie. And like I said, the current goalie for the Buffalo Buttes of the PHF. And she was selected third overall in the 2020 PHF draft, a Nova Scotia native. It is Carly Jackson. Carly, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Trey. So hi, so hi, first and foremost, how are you doing like on this uh, fine afternoon? I know you're coming up to my college uh, this Saturday to take on the Adrian College Bulldogs in a highly anticipated uh, exhibition uh, matchup. Uh, looking forward to that. But uh, first and foremost, how are you doing currently? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, we have some pra- we have practice today to prepare for this weekend. Uh, so I'm pretty psyched for that. Get together with the Buttes. Um, life is good. Um, we're getting playing, getting to play hockey this year, and honestly, couldn't be more excited to be playing some exhibition games, and especially against Adrian. Yeah, Adrian College, home to seven hockey programs, and the fact that you guys are going to be playing against our NCAA women's program is just very exciting. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do these series of interviews, I got, uh, I, I got uh, Nate, your GM. Uh, he's going to be, I'm going to be talking to him later on in the day. Um, got a few other Adrian College Bulldog players who used to play for the Buttes organization. They're set to speak as well, but you are the first one up on the uh, docket. So uh, I always ask my guests this, where did hockey start for you? Hockey started for me in the small town that I grew up in, Amherst, Nova Scotia. Um, I didn't start playing until a little bit later, uh, which was abnormal for my community, but I was nine years old. Um, And what had happened is my dad had been playing pickup hockey um, so we used to go watch him. So I kind of had a draw to the sport because I admire him so much and he's my hero. And um, I just fell in love with watching him skate around on the ice. Um, so he ended up building a rink in our front yard and teaching us how to skate out there. And that's kind of where it all started. And then I just kind of kept progressing. Uh, I ended up putting putting the pads on, um, you know, as a volunteer because nobody wanted to play goalie on my team. So everybody had to take a turn 
And uh, anyway, I put the pads on and then I went home that night and my dad came in to check on me and I had worn the goalie gear to bed. <laughs> really? So there's this huge lump in the bed and then it was really, it was it from there. I fell in love from day one and it's, uh, it's just been an awesome ride. And that uh, story led you to uh, have a very successful playing career at the University of Maine. But before uh, we talk about that, what led up to uh, basically committing to the University of Maine and what led up to uh, getting that offer as well in the first place? Yeah, so I played in my local association. Um, I actually played boys hockey until I went to the University of Maine um, during throughout the, or throughout the regular uh, hockey season. Um, so I grew up playing in that community and then I ended up playing junior B um, in a men's league. And then um, I got scouted for the University of Maine through Team Nova Scotia and Team Atlantic, uh, which is where I'm from. So uh, once they saw me play and I got in contact with them, I went and saw the school and it just felt like home. So immediately I, I think I had finished my tour and I said to my parents, I'm like, I want to start tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, I was pretty happy to be going to the, go play for the Black Bears and um, I just had an awesome, awesome opportunity to grow up and then an awesome opportunity to be scouted there. And uh, after your playing career at the University of Maine, you were the all-time leader in wins, goals against average, save percentage, and also shutouts. So pretty much that's all four qualities you need to be a successful goalie. So what was it like just leaving that sort of uh, imprint on the university and just leading the way for future goaltenders um, to play at the University of Maine because you set the bar pretty high. Yeah, thank you. Um, now I knew when I went to Maine and a big reason why I was drawn there was because of, of the people. And one of the things we, we always used to say and something that I live by is, is leaving something better than you found it. Um, so it was really just having fun every day and going to the rink and having a good time and um, being able to focus on the, the simple things in life and uh, the simple things in hockey to not only improve my game, um, but to grow as a person, right? So focusing on those little things and just having fun every day. Um, you know, those records are awesome. And I think that that's it's super cool to celebrate. Um, but the thing I'm, I'm most proud of is just the enjoyment that I had at the, at the university and just playing for the Black Bears. I mean, I had an absolute blast and I have nothing but amazing things to say about that organization and the people who helped me grow all those skills on and off the ice. But uh, I, I love the University of Maine. We had a blast out there and, and uh, go Black Bears. <laughs> go Black Bears. I, I like that mascot name that I, I don't think I've, I've ever uh, heard, heard that before. I've heard of the bears, but never heard of like specifically black bears. So, um, I, so I've had Soroya Tinker on my show before uh, plays for the Toronto six. Currently we talked mm -hmm. about her uh, experience at Yale university, both on and off the rink. So attending the university in Maine, what were some of, you know, your best experiences, whether it be on the rink or off the rink? Yeah, I would say it would just be with teammates. Um, but I think one of the most fun things we did is, is people would either stay out late after practice or we would go to the rink when the ice was open or maybe it was a goalie skate or something extra, but it was just being around people who, who just love the game as much as you do. And um, I think that that's one of the most enjoyable things uh, within sport, right, is, is being around um, good people who love what you're doing. And specifically in this situation, that's hockey, um, but that's just one of the most beautiful things in the world. And um, that was probably one of my favorite things about being a Maine. So uh, I, I'm pretty sure you guys were like competing for NCAA championships. Uh, uh, were you ever able to obtain that? Were you close to it? And, you know, um, what, what was that like? Just like, you know, uh, going day in and day out, just competing for that ultimate goal of just bringing a title home to the University of Maine. 
Yeah, absolutely. So throughout my career, we had some lows and we also had some pretty good highs. Um, so my freshman year, we, I, I, don't, I believe that we didn't even make playoffs or we were out in the first round. Um, so that was totally disappointing because we just wanted to compete and, and you know, prove, prove um, that we were the best and obviously it didn't work out that year. Um, but the following year, we made it to the Hockey East semifinals um, and we had an amazing game against Northeastern and we ended up losing again. Um, but uh, we came back the following year, we faced some more adversity, didn't make playoffs again. And then my senior year, we made it back to the Hockey East semifinals and uh, again, faced off against Northeastern, who uh, was quite the powerhouse at the time. And they're still pretty good. <laughs> but um, it was just the highs and lows of college hockey and, and the adversity that you go through, whether it's the wins, the losses, off the ice, on the ice, the challenges you face as a team and as, indiv as an individual. But um, those things are so powerful, right? And they help you grow into a good person and they help you grow into a great hockey player. While at the uh, University of Maine, you were also big on your studies. You won so many scholar and academic uh, awards, uh, both recognized through your school and also the NCAA program. And you were also a 2017-2018 Hockey East All-Star Honorable Mention. Uh, we'll talk about the honorable mention in a, in a minute, but I want to talk about just, you know, keeping your, your head in the books and just being a, a, a student athlete and how vital is that for uh, people who want to be successful in their respective sports and do what you're doing, which is play at the professional level. But at the same time, you, you got to be able to take care of your uh, stuff in the classroom. How important was that to you? Yeah, absolutely. I am a big believer that, you know, it's not just a switch and doing things when people are watching or doing the right thing when, you know, there's a camera on you or something like that. You do the right things all the time and then it just comes naturally. So um, my parents taught me that from a young age and, and they always taught me that school was important and I knew that I needed to get good grades to uh, to be able to continue my career in hockey. So um, sometime around high school age, I started taking it seriously, like I took the rink seriously and it um, completely changed my life and changed my habits and and uh, just how I went through my day-to-day -day basis of, of either studying or clinicals or um, practice or lift or whatever it is. It was just always showing up with a smile on my face um, and trying to have a good attitude and enjoying where I am in the present moment. Um, so that definitely helped me because I learned that in hockey to be able to transfer that into the classroom, even on days when I you know, necessarily didn't want to go to class or, or maybe there was a project I was avoiding, but um, using that attitude that I developed through hockey definitely helped me be successful in the classroom. And like I mentioned, you were a Hockey East All-Star Honorable Mention. What's it like just hearing your name and the word next to it, All-Star? So that's probably an incredible feeling that not too many people uh, are able to say about themselves. Uh, it feels pretty sweet. I, uh, I, I love this game and I love competing out there. It's, it's probably my favorite thing in the world. And um, you know, being able to be recognized that is totally humbling. And, um, I just, I just love the game. I just love being out there with my team and I love making a difference and, and, uh, trying to make a positive impact on the sport. So, uh, obviously had a successful college playing career. You were, uh, garnering a lot of attention from the women's professional league, formerly called the NWHL now called the premier hockey federation. Um, did, did you think that it was a realistic chance that you could actually play at the professional level? And if so, like, what was that process like of just preparing uh, from your senior year to uh, getting drafted? Yeah, I mean, um, it's always been a dream, I think, since I was a kid. So it's pretty sweet now that we have a league where players are able to get paid and, 
and uh, we're professional hockey players. And it's pretty, it's pretty amazing to be a part of. Uh, but I guess that process was um, just every year, not thinking too much, just focusing on the little things and trying not to think too far ahead and really just enjoying being on the ice. Um, I would definitely say around my senior year, I started thinking about it a little bit more. Um, but one thing that I did uh, just for myself and for my own personal boundary was just to focus on the season. And then after uh, my career with Maine had ended, that would be when I had focus on um, the professional ranks. But I, I just, I think I had a little bit of faith in the game and, and uh, that things would work out. And I'm great, really grateful that they did. And I'm so happy to be in Buffalo. Um, this organization is something that's so special and playing professional hockey is my dream. So you were selected third overall in the 2020 uh, PHF draft. But the one thing I read about that I found very interesting, the person who announced your name was uh, Pat Lafontaine. And he is no, uh, like, we're both from the East. So like you went to the University of Maine, I'm from Philadelphia. We both know how big Lafontaine is um, because he's an Islanders legend. He's a Hall of Famer. So what was it like just hearing your name being called by an NHL Hall of Famer? It was, I was totally starstruck. So I had I known before the draft that I was um, was going to the Buffalo Buttes uh, very briefly before, uh, but I had no idea that Pat was going to do the announcement. Um, so it was just totally a starstruck moment. And I think me and my family, we sat around and watched the clip like 20 times um, just to hear him say my name and, and to be drafted to the Buttes. Like it was just such a special moment. And um, totally, totally cool to be able to share that with my family. So uh, once you got to the Buffalo Buttes organization, what was that transition like from uh, going playing in college to playing in the professionals? Because now, you know, this is best of the best. Like, you know, now you're no longer like the 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 best player, like on your respective team. You, mm -hmm. You're now surrounded by a lot of like great players. So what was that transition like going from playing in uh, playing in college now playing your first professional game? Yeah, absolutely. Um, at first it was difficult, uh, just an adjustment due to change and um, things just being different. But um, fortunately, we just we just have a lot of good people in this organization and in this league, people that care so much. So um, the transition went a lot smoother than I than I anticipated. And um, I would say the biggest thing is, is just the people, the people who look out for us, the people who are making sure that we're, we're happy, we're healthy and and we're doing OK. And we're uh, we're having a good time while we're here. Um, so that's been awesome. Um, but like you said, it's, it's, uh, it's challenging for sure, because, you know, now it's not just the best players from high school coming into college. It's the best players from college now coming together in one league with less teams, the competition gets higher, the play gets faster um, and everybody's experienced. So that's like a really, really fun challenge to think about. Um, when you think about the caliber of this league, um, it's just, it's, it's super fast. It's super fun. People are smart, um, but it's something to learn from every single day. And, it's just a blast completing, competing out there. So you continue to win awards for the PHF. You were the 2021 fans, three stars of the season. You were a finalist for rookie of the year and goaltender of the year. What was it like just uh, establishing yourself at the PHF level? Uh, can, can you just walk us through that respective season? Yeah, absolutely. So last year we had um, due to COVID, we had a bubble season. So it was about two weeks of games in Lake Placid, New York. Um, so I think I played six games in however many days, but, um, it was just so fun to be a professional hockey player and be in that environment and, um, to compete and to have that like next level, like you said earlier, um, was just so fun to be out there. I think there's like a spirit inside of me that just loves 
um, competition and loves playing this game. So to be able to take that next step up um, in this professional league has just been so much fun. Um, but uh, just being able to play with my teammates, we have an awesome organization and um, the level is just getting better and better. And it's crazy. Some of the, some of the moves these players have now and um, the deception and the dekes and the shots, it's, it's getting better all the time. And it's really fun to be a part of, and it's really fun to face those challenges. And you guys have gotten a lot of attention because right before we um, start uh, recording, it, it was announced that ESPN Plus will be buying the rights for the PHF. So now uh, I can stream your guys' games on ESPN Plus instead of like Twitch and, you know, the other streaming sites. Uh, you know, I know this information is still relatively new, but what's it like when you just say, I'm going to be on ESPN, just like, and like, not just like for Sports Center top 10, but actually my games are going to be on an app that everyone uses. So like, what what's that like when you, when you just hear that? Oh, it's sweet. It's everything, you know, that I think I dreamed of as a kid, right? So you want to play on TV, you want to play in the pros, you want to be able to showcase your craft. And uh, now we're getting to do that. So um, I woke up to that news this morning and I just put a huge smile on my face. So uh, this is just awesome. I'm so excited to compete and I'm so excited that more people are going to get to see, to see our competition. And for uh, anyone that doesn't know, Carly Jackson, like I said, starting goalie for the Buffalo Buttes organization will be taking on my college, Adrian College, this weekend. And I will be a part of the broadcasting tandem um, and, uh, I I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's going to be a great opportunity, but, uh, just previewing that game, is this your guys' first, like, you know, quote unquote game of the year? Cause I know this is an exhibition game. This doesn't count for anything, but you know, um, is this like your first, uh, game to kick off the new year? So this will be our second exhibition game. We played, um, not this past weekend, but the weekend before against Brown university, um, so this will be our second um, exhibition game before we officially kick off our season on November 6th. So have you ever been to Adrian, Michigan before? Or is I have never. Time? I've never been to Michigan, so I'm pretty excited. <laughs> it gets really cold. So, well, you're from Canada. You should, you should know that. But um, yeah, so the one thing I should say about Adrian, when you, Arrington Ice Arena is a beautiful uh, facility. Like I said, we're home to seven hockey teams. Um, uh, but I do have to ask you this, just because you are playing my school, will you be showing any mercy for these uh, for these girls? Or is it just like, I'm all in and you're just going to have to earn it? I'm all in. I'm always all in. I'm excited to go. And I know they're going to bring it to you. So let's go. <laughs> Gun gunning for that win. You know, all gas, no breaks, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Carly, I want, I, I want to thank you once again for taking the time out of your day to uh, do this interview. Talked about your college playing career, your professional playing career. And I'm really looking forward to watching you guys play in your regular season for the PHF. And uh, I, I'm definitely going to be streaming your guys' games on ESPN+. Plus. So congratulations on everything you've done, you've accomplished. You're a great leader for the sport. And like I said, uh, you and I are former baseball players, which probably is why what makes you uh, so, so uh, successful at goalie, because I heard that you have a very strong glove hand. So you probably have experience catching baseballs and now you can like catch a puck with ease. So uh, before we wrap that up, um, can you confirm that, that, that playing baseball kind of prepared you for being a good goalie? Oh, for sure. Big time. Yeah. Baseball. It's, it's a really, really awesome, um, counter sport to hockey. You know, you're just out there having a good time with your friends. Um, but, uh, yeah, I like to think that the glove hand has helped the goalie, um, the goalie career a little bit, right? 
I like to think so, at least. So where can uh, my listeners find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tough Mustard. And that's spelled T-U-F-F Mustard. And I'm on Instagram at Carly Jackson 97. Where'd Tough Mustard come from? Is that a nickname? Um, yeah, I, so I also play a lot of video games and I made a gamer tag, I think when I was 13 or 14 with my friends and, um, that's just what I came up with and it's kind of just stuck since then. (laughs) Well, uh, find her at Tough Mustard and then Carly Jackson on Instagram. So once again, Carly, thank you and best of luck moving forward. And also I look forward to watching you play in person against my college. And, uh, I, I look forward to, uh, just, calling some of the shots of what's going to be going on. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Trey. I really appreciate it. Time for the second guest this morning, and it is Nate Oliver, the general manager for the Buffalo Buttes organization. He's going to be talking about his upbringing and his overall fandom in professional women's sports and also uh, how he got the job as general manager for the Buttes organization. He's basically going to take us behind the scenes of what it's like to be a general manager for a sports organization. So let's take it away. And now joining me from the Buffalo Buttes organization is a very special guest because he is the general manager manager of the organization. It is Nate Oliver. Nate, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to uh, do this. How are you doing on this fine afternoon? I'm doing great, Trey. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm always happy to talk hockey and uh, Buttes hockey in particular, so really appreciate this. Well, uh, the, the pleasure is always mine. So uh, the one thing I always ask um, of my of my big name guests is, where did hockey start for you? Uh, sure. I, I don't know if I consider myself a big name guest, but I, I certainly appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a Buffalo boy, born and raised, and um, I grew up uh, loving hockey from you know since I was a toddler. My dad uh, taking me to games at the old Buffalo Memorial Auditorium, and you know, so I grew up with the the likes of Gilbert Perot was in the later stages of his career, and uh, Dave Andrichuk and Mike Felino, and then you can think on up through the ranks with Dominic Hasek and Alexander McGillney and Pat LaFontaine. Um, so while I certainly had NHL heroes growing up, uh, I also had women's hockey heroes as well too, which I don't think is that common for a lot of guys growing up, but it was for me. Um, I was a teenager when the 98 Nagano games happened, uh, which was the first winter Olympics to have women's hockey. And so uh, some of my heroes were Jennifer Botterill and Sarah Teeting and AJ Malesko. Uh, a number of them I've I've had I've been fortunate enough to meet uh, later on in life. So I've always loved hockey all of my life. Um, and believe it or not, I started out uh, mostly as a as a hockey writer, a women's hockey writer in particular. I was I had my own blog and I worked for a publication called The Hockey Writers out of Montreal. Um, I also um, was the Buttes beat writer for a number of seasons for the team. Uh, uh, both for the league and for the hockey writers. So my background in, in, in the hockey part of it really came through writing and just being exposure from growing up in a hockey hotbed like Buffalo. So you, you said you grew up uh, watching hockey and you actually watched professional uh, women's hockey and you started writing for the hockey writers. I'm very familiar with that website. I used to, I used to write for them as well. Um, are, are, do, do you know Dan Rice? Uh, you know, had- Dan Rice is a really good friend of mine, yes. So uh, did, did you like give them any pointers as to like what to do or how to write like, you know, or, or cover like women's hockey? Because he's also given me advice on how to like um, cover your guys league and basically how to like, you know, uh, not be afraid to reach out and ask for an interview from like, uh, you know, whether it be your team or the Toronto Six, wherever the case might be. I've had Sora Tinker on my show before. So, um, you know, did you give him any pointers? 
No, I would say it was the opposite. I think Dan really um, supported me, um, you know, because I, I was blogging on my own uh, prior to joining the Hockey Writers, and I had gotten to know Dan um, just through women's hockey circles and uh, the NWHL now, you know, currently the PHF. But um, we had met through that, and I, you know, I had said to him, you know, what what, what, what would you think if I if I tried out for the hockey writers and uh, gave it a go and see if it was something that would work out for me as well? And he said, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and he really hit my back, really uh, supported me, um, especially in the early goings on with uh, connecting with players and uh, you know just giving me the reassurance that I think every writer needs when they're first getting started, uh, you know, with a new publication and. Um, we became fast friends and we're still friends, close friends to this day. We uh, talk um, or text um, at least once a week, uh, you know, just touching base. And um, Dan's a really good hockey mind. And it, I, I, would, I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for my experience at the Hockey Writers. That's what really opened the door for me to get involved and kind of make a name for myself in this league. Um, you know, outside of hockey, I, I'm in management and I've been in management for 20 some years. I, I work at the University of Buffalo. Uh, I'm an associate director for uh, the campus living department. Uh, and I've worked in higher education as, as a manager, um, you know, since I was a 23 year old kid. So I really honed my management skills during my during doing my regular career outside of hockey and then uh, it, it was it's been a wonderful scenario where my passion has been able to overlap with my my career and the two intertwined and I ended up um, becoming the GM of the Buffalo Buttes so it's it's definitely a dream come true. So we'll get, we'll get to where you were able to get to with the Buffalo Buttes because you're in your second season as their GM right so right. uh what made you decide to become a general manager or get into this field in, in, uh, in general? Did you just, did you go to school? Did you like go to business um, classes, basically just studying how, what it takes to, you know, run an organization? No, um, you know, I think everybody has their own unique way of getting where they, they get to, especially if, if you have some mileage uh, and have done, a, you know, a number of different things. So actually my, my, my schooling, uh, my bachelor's is in elementary education. I went to school to, to be a teacher. And um, while I was doing that, I, I had some internships and some work study jobs at the school I was going to, Canisius College in Buffalo, which uh, has a pretty good men's hockey program, uh, by the way. And uh, so, you know, I was right here in Buffalo. And um, while I was doing my schooling, I also had an opportunity to kind of grow some of my management skills. And Right after I graduated, I was offered a job uh, with a, a management company called Aramark um, that does facilities management. Um, and that's more what led me to, to get into the actual the management piece of it and really begin to learn what it takes uh, to work with people and to work within an organization larger than yourself and larger than the team of people that you might supervise. Um, and having to deal with things like contractors and personnel items, you know, hiring people and uh, contracts and that sort of thing. So it all blended together uh, really nicely and, and culminated in me getting the experience that I needed to, to be a successful manager. So you were a, a, a community manager, you were an assistant GM for the Buttes organization. Um, what, what was it like just basically, you know, climbing the ladder to, um, to, to, to get where you're at right now, like just saying like, okay, I have this experience like you mentioned previously and just like, okay, uh, I'm, I'm here and I want to get here, but it's going to take time or, or I just got to study. 
Yeah, so I, I would say it kind of falls in line with what uh, you had said was a piece of advice from Dan where, um, you know, he said, don't hesitate to reach out. So from my perspective, I, I, I would always say, don't hesitate to volunteer, you know, at, at least initially when I first got involved with the league, I, I, I started out as um, their, uh, a beat writer. So I was originally writing for the hockey writers, but then I ended up juggling both. I wrote uh, player features and game recaps for uh, the NWHL uh, for Beats home games. Um, and it kind of, that was what got my, my feet on the ground. And I wasn't really making any money from it at all. I, it was something that I volunteered because I enjoyed doing and it helped get exposure to our players and to our fans, or, or I'm sorry, to our teams and to our league. And um, it, it's, it's the right thing to do. I think um, my personal opinion is that life is about being of service to others and, and that's more rewarding than anything else. Um, so it was important to me to utilize my talents and my strengths to help better the league and help better um, the players that play within the league and just get their names out there in that exposure. So it really started with that. And then when I was the community manager, more or less a de facto assistant GM, uh, again, it was the same sort of a thing where I, I was utilizing my time to really just give back. I, you know, I, I was one of the few people on the team um, um, two, well, uh, going on three seasons ago when I, when I was in that role um, that was from Buffalo and had lived all his life here. And I was able to really help the players get acquainted with the area, um, get them out and volunteering and really embracing the community. Um, and it opened a lot, up a lot of doors for me. And I think people were able to see and saw that, you know, I, I do well at managing people. I know the game of hockey, I, I especially know women's hockey, but I'm also good at, at managing people and uh, promoting unity within. Um, and one thing led to another and uh, it just, it, it kind of fell in my lap, so to speak. Um, at, at least that's how I, I view it. Maybe, you know, hard work pays off for sure, but I never went into it thinking that, you know, someday I'm going to be the GM of the Buffalo Buttes. I, I went into it just feeling that this is the right thing to do and I'm supporting a, a sport that I love and care about and uh, it ended up blossoming into this. So what's it like just being at the helm of the Buttes organization, you know, from drafting to signing players to holding these camps to see who could potentially play on your team. I know you guys have drafted a few girls from my school, uh, you know, uh, Sarah Shrub. Uh, I'm going to speak to her later on in the day, Kelly O'Sullivan, um, but basically just like, you know, overseeing all that. What, what's that day to day like? Yeah, it's, it's a wide range of things. I would say it's exciting. It's fun. I mean, if, if you look at it from when you're talking about drafting and signing players, I mean, it's almost like fantasy football or fantasy hockey. If, if you enjoy those types of things where uh, you get to live out um, that fantasy aspect of it for real. So there's very much, you know, a fun aspect to it, but it's also a lot of work and, and it's also it can be stressful at times when it comes down to it. You know, if I include, we have 23 players on our team and then you add on another nine or 10 uh, staff members in total. And so you're talking about, um, you know, close to, you know, 30, 35 people 
that you're ultimately responsible for. You're responsible for seeing that they get paid on time. You're responsible for ensuring that they get to where they need to be on time and have a set up schedule that takes into consideration, you know, things like sleep and rest and, and exercise and dietary needs. And uh, there's, there's a lot of orchestration involved to it. So I think the things like the draft, um, which is a lot of work in and of itself, just preparing for it, speaking to different uh, prospects and their college coaches and things like that, um, it's also a lot of fun. Um, and same thing with signing players too. It's, it's cool to see, you know, something that you're, you're literally sculpting, you're sculpting a team with the insight from your coaches and maybe some of your captains and your returning players, uh, to put a, a solid end product together out on the ice that's designed to win. Uh, and there's so many different layers and factors to that. Um, you know, and multiple different puzzle pieces that you have to all kind of uh, assemble together and piece together. Uh, so it's definitely challenging, but um, it's, if you enjoy working with people, um, it's, it's a wonderful job to have. And, and I certainly do enjoy working with people. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of, it's kind of all of that uh, uh, combined into one. And some days are more stressful than others. And some days are more fun th than others. Um, but probably the most rewarding thing for me is, is that Anytime we're at the rink, whether it's for a practice or we're there for a game um, or even just on the bus when the team is together, it's just seeing the players smile and uh, seeing them just be teammates together, just being themselves. That's the most rewarding part to it for me is just when, when I see them out on the ice doing their thing and they got a big smile on their face because they're happy to be there. So uh, when we're talking about your creation coming into fruition and basically the players you are assembling, I read online saying that, you know, you were able to get LaVisa Bernstone, who became the uh, first player ever selected in the PHF's uh, international draft. Uh, I spoke to Carly Jackson a few moments ago, and, you know, obviously she's achieved a lot in just her short time in the PHF, including being uh voted by the fans as one of the three stars of the season. She was a finalist for rookie of the year and goaltender of the year. You also were able to get Autumn McDougal. Where, where do you like, and I, I mentioned about uh, the players that you drafted out of Adrian, wh where, where do you like find these like players? Like, where, and, and what's it like when you just see them saying like, I, I believed in them. I gave them a chance and look what they're doing right now. Yeah, um, it, well, it's a great feeling to have. Um, you know, in, in answer to your initial question, I might have an advantage um, compared to some people um, or that might be in my role is that uh, I've been a hockey writer and many of the players uh, that, or I should say a good number of the players that are on our team, I have familiarity with just from having interviewed them and written features about them. Uh, Lolo Bernson, uh, who you'd mentioned, you know, I've, I've known her for about, three or four years now, and I had written an article on her for the hockey writers. That was what initially um, enabled me to, to meet her. Uh, Marie-Jo Pelletier, um, who's in her third season now with us. I have known her since she was a sophomore at University of New Hampshire. Um, so a lot of the players that I initially got to keep tabs on and become familiar with were ones that I had written about her that I just kept a, 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 you know my eye on um, while I was doing my hockey writing. But, you know, in addition to that, it's just a matter of keeping your finger on the pulse. So I watch a lot of women's hockey games, especially at the collegiate level um, and the international level as well, too, um, knowing who's who out there and just being well read and in the type of talent uh, and, and who the names are out there. Um, you know, getting ready for a draft, you know, you mentioned, you know, the Visa drafted uh, Autumn McDougall, we drafted Carly Jackson and 
uh, Kelly O'Sullivan and uh, players like that. It's it's really that that's a pretty involved process because you know you you have to identify players that you know they're they're willing to go to the professional level after finishing collegiately. Uh, it, does, it takes a lot of scouting, watching a lot of video of them. If you can't catch games in person, getting your coaches' thoughts and feedback on things, and also speaking with their coaches. I, I connected with a, a ton of coaches, both NCAA D1 and D3 levels, as well as Canadians uh, in Canada. It's U Sports is uh, their um, their affiliation. Um, and so it's speaking with the coaches and then you, you set up times if the players are interested to speak with the players uh, and see, you know, have you ever thought about turning professional? Would you come to Buffalo? Um, what interests you? You know, I, I think one thing that we've done a really good job on, we've done an amazing job on if I, if I, I can be so bold to say, but um, we have a great culture in Buffalo. And, I, and if you would ask any of the 23 players that are on our roster this season, I'm sure they would tell you um, to a T just what a great group it is to be involved with. Um, and I think there's a ripple effect to that sort of positivity that when you create a positive environment like that, it helps your players to grow and to blossom in so many different ways and avenues, not only for them as hockey players and getting to know their teammates, but just being involved in the community and maybe they'll have an experience here. They'll meet somebody here um, that opens up a door for them later on down the line. So it's great. It's it, in short, it's really wonderful to see that culminate and come together like that. Um, and, you know, some of the players that you mentioned from Adrian, Sarah Shurab, uh, Kaylin Shroka, uh, Kristen Lewicki, you know, I've known for a few years now um, and they've all, they all had very successful careers at, in Buffalo um, and they remember it fondly. And they, and there's always those connections that last years, if not lifetimes. And, you know, like I said, Adrian College, home to seven hockey programs. Uh, your organization will be playing them uh, th this Saturday. Uh, I will uh, be a part of the broadcasting uh, booth for, for that matchup, and I'm really looking forward to that. But before we talk about that, let's talk about some of the changes that happened with the PHF. So formerly called the WHL, uh, you, you guys decide to rename it to the PHF, which stands for the Premier Hockey Federation. Um, were you a part of that um, initiative to, you know, change the name? And if so, what was the mindset going into making that overall change for the league? Sure. So I was not personally a part of uh, the decision making on that, but uh, I was certainly kept in, in the loop, um, especially as it got um, I, I should say I was brought into the loop um, when it came close to the time to announce it um, publicly, you know, that is. Uh, and I think the, the main plus that you're seeing from it, um, and, and it was how it was explained to the GMs and the teams, is that, you know, there's less of a focus on the league itself. Like, you know, everybody knew NWHL and had the, the spotlight on that, and um, that was what it was talked in as more of like an entity or, or anything like or something like that whereas now I think the excuse me I think the, the focus is uh, more so on uh, the teams individually the six teams and so I think um, you know it's it's great to see that that change there that it maybe takes the spotlight off of the league as a whole and I think a lot of people had a hard time discerning some differences in there um, as to what was what um, but with the spotlight no longer, you know, necessarily on the league as a whole, it's, it, it's more so spread out to the individual teams. And um, I think that that's a great change and a great mindset to have um, with taking that approach, um, especially because it puts the, the, the spotlight or the, 
you know, the attention on the players themselves. And that's really what it's all about. Um, they're, they are the reasons why this, our league has been as successful as it is. They are the ones that um, the fans become in tune with and really have hockey heroes of their own, um, you know, that they get to see at games, whether in person or, you know, within the pandemic, it was so much remotely when we played in Lake Placid and uh, what was being broadcast. But um, it's really the players themselves that that make this league so successful and something that's so enjoyable. And why not put the spotlight on them? Um, you know, I, I think I think it's a wonderful thing uh, in that regard. And I, I, I think I'm pretty happy with that change as well, too. So you talked about the spotlight. Well, speaking of spotlights, uh, th- this news broke this morning, and I'm so glad it broke before we we and I uh, chat, wh- which is um, that the PHF had its rights bought by ESPN Plus. So instead of having your guys' games uh, streamed on Twitch or YouTube or things of that nature, it's now going to be on a national platform, ESPN. I, I talked to Carly Jackson about this, and you know she said she was basically numb. She was she woke up to that news. What's it like just hearing that your league is now going to be aired on a national platform that everyone uses? Well, the biggest thing from my perspective, and I kind of alluded to it before, is that uh, it, it does. It takes that spotlight and it puts it on the players. And the spotlight is now bright enough and large enough that it's it's one, you know, that it is what our players deserve. They, they built this, especially, you know, we've got some players in the league that have been with it since day one. You know, one of our uh, new additions to the squad the, this season is Elena Orlando, who's been in the league since the very first season. This is her first season as a Butte, but she's been in the league since the first season. And then, you know, we have players like Taylor Kersey, that this is her, her fifth season in Buffalo. I mentioned MJ Pelletier before and Cassidy McPherson and um, you know, a number of players like that, that, um, have been with us for, um, you know, three seasons now, right. Um, see, uh, Carly Jackson, CJ, who, whom you spoke with, uh, this is her second season. So it's nice to see that the players hard work is paying off for them. Uh, they're, they're doing so they've done such a fantastic job and they've competed so hard and trained so hard and really believed in this, um, it, it's it's wonderful to see it come to fruition for them and they're getting the attention that they deserve. Um, that's the thing that I'm most excited about, most happy about, and it's only going to get better from here and it's only going to continue to help our league grow. And I'm looking forward to it. I definitely will be watching some games. And now uh, for the big thing, uh, this Saturday, uh, you are going to be playing Adrian College and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to that matchup. So, um, what was that what was that scheduling process like saying maybe we should play Adrian College on our schedule for an exhibition match and and what are you looking forward to in in this matchup because I know it's professionals versus college but still very exciting for both organizations because like you mentioned a lot of players from Adrian College like Lewicki, uh, Shrub, uh, O'Sullivan uh, have have gone on to play for the Buttes organization from Adrian College and now you know, now you potentially could be scouting some. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm just saying this. This is. I, I. This is my end only. He has not confirmed this, and he doesn't have to. But you know, you now you have the opportunity to basically maybe scout some players who could potentially play for an organization next. Uh, when when you guys host your draft next uh, summer. So, w- what was that uh, scheduling process like? Yeah, it's a great question. So uh, Adrian's head coach, Sean Skelly, and I, um, This so this has actually been a while in the making. Uh, we had been in touch 
um, almost well, almost uh, two two years ago or two seasons ago, I should say, um, to look at the potential of doing this. It was just after we had drafted Kelly O'Sullivan and. Um, I, COVID obviously threw everything for a loop, so it never really uh, came came to fruition um, the last time when we approached it. But um, you know, you mentioned it. We've always had a really good relationship with Adrian College, uh, and we've been fortunate to have um, five five players, uh, you know, here uh, that um, f five players in our team's history, um, that, uh, have played for, for the abuse organization that came out of Adrian. Um, and it's, it's been wonderful to have that sort of, a uh, I don't even know what I would call it, but almost like a, a way to have a, like a, a talent pool of some sorts that we, we have had a lot of success with players that have came out of, uh, out of Adrian and have joined the Buffalo Buttes and have had successful careers here. You know, it's funny how things go in full circle as well, too. I remember when uh, Shurub, um, Sarah Shurub and Kaylin Troka and Kristen Lewicki were rookies with us. They came to a free agent camp uh, in 2017 and, uh, you know, ended up signing with us. Uh, we call, always call them the Adrian line. Uh, and I still keep in touch with all of them today. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to see how things can come full circle and work out like that. And we're just really excited about it. Um, you know, it's a great opportunity uh, for us to, as well, too, to be on the road together as a team, to get more uh, exhibition play in before a regular season starts. And um, really just have a, a great time at, a, at an arena and at a, with a team that most of our players have not played with before, had familiarity with. Um, so I know they're all looking forward to it. I can tell you to a T, the Buttes are absolutely pumped to just get on the road and be an Adrian. And we're looking forward to having you guys. So keep an eye out for uh, General Ma Manager uh, Nate Oliver and his Buttes organization this season on ESPN+. Plus. When is your first official regular season game? So first official regular season game uh, is going to be November 6th uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we're hosting the Toronto Six at our home rink, the Northtown Center. Uh, we can't wait for that either. So it's great to have this game against Adrian in between that time and just more prep work to get, a, to get us going. Uh, Tinker and uh, Jackson going at it, two former uh, Locked On Devils uh, guests. So uh, th thanks once again, Nate, for taking the time to uh, – do this interview and I look forward to uh, seeing you this Saturday. Absolutely, Trey. Thank you so much. Okay, now it's time to talk to some Adrian College players who have association with the Buffalo Buttes organization. First up is Katie O'Sullivan. So fun fact, I actually announced uh, some of Katie's games when she was a senior at Adrian College. So I know her fairly well in terms of what she's able to do on the rank. Looking forward to talking to her. She has her name in the record books uh, at Adrian College. She's put up championship banners. So looking forward to speaking with her once again. So for the third time this morning, let's take it away. And now joining me is actually a former alum of my college. She played for the NCAA women's uh, team for Adrian College and was drafted by the Buffalo Buttes a couple years ago. It is Kelly O'Sullivan. Kelly, thank you for joining me. How are you doing this evening? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. No problem. So, Kelly, uh, we're going to talk about your career at Adrian College in a, in a moment. But first, I want to get some background of your hockey career so where did where did hockey begin for you um hockey started for me um actually as a figure skater um me and my brother were put in like learn to skate 
for about a week. And then after that, our parents decided it was too slow. So uh, we went into hockey instead of figure skating. Um, yeah, so I kind of started when I was like six. Um, my brother played, my older brother played, and um, my cousins all played. Uh, I had two older uh, guy cousins that played hockey. And then um, I kind of just followed them around. Uh, my brother's, um, all of his friends, I guess, played as well. So um, I guess it was just a fun thing that we always did when we were younger. And then I actually played for the Red Wings, it's called. Um, it's a double A team in Barrington. And then I kind of like hopped around playing for the boys until I was like in seventh grade and then kind of once uh like hitting became like a very prominent part of hockey like we me and uh the other group my uh friend from home we switched to playing for uh, a girls team out of the south side of chicago um called the chicago fury um we just i just did like tournament teams for a little bit um traveling like for easter and during the spring um, with girls teams and then during the fall playing for the boys. Once I got into high school, um, I switched, or I guess around like eighth grade, I switched to full-time um, AAA girls hockey. I played for TI, Team Illinois, most of my career. And then my senior year, I made the decision to drive further and play for the Chicago Mission. I played there for my senior year and I actually post-graded for a year and played there. We won a national championship when I was um, a senior there, which was pretty cool. And then uh, I'd say like April or May uh, before going to college, I decided to go to Adrian. I went and visited and then kind of just made that decision. And yeah. So you talked about how you played with uh, your brother, you played with your older uh, guy cousins. Um, was there any like competitive stories that you would like to share? Because, you know, at being the older brother of three, yeah. I know sometimes like when we're going against one another, we're like full yeah. in just like, I don't care if you're my brother or my sister or not, I'm going to take you down. Yeah. Um, I guess you can say my family is very competitive. Uh, I have, two parents that both grew up um, playing sports and my dad actually played uh, football and rugby in college and then um, it kind of carried down to us my older brother and I um, still are very competitive along with I have two younger siblings that both are very athletic so for hockey I guess we my older brother and I weren't as competitive as my younger brother and I, um, my older brother was kind of more like growing up as like my protector on the ice. Um, so I guess one story I have that I remember with playing with him was uh, he was probably a freshman or sophomore in uh, high school. And we were playing in kind of like a pickup league game, just for fun. Like you go out there, you know, scrimmage, whatever, nothing serious, no hitting, whatever. Out of nowhere, this like, guy comes out of nowhere and hits me and I'm like taken back and I was just kind of like wow you know I wasn't expecting to get hit one in like a regular scrimmage and two just like lit up not alone just hit or rubbed off on the boards so my brother obviously was pissed 
skated down, grabbed this, hit this guy, grabbed this guy, threw him across like to the other blue line and then grabbed his stick and whipped it down the ice. Needless to say, we aren't allowed back at that rink, but yeah, my brother and I we're not so much as competitive as we are, um, as he is like protective of me. Wow. Uh, you, you got, uh, some older brother and I'm sure a lot yeah. of people would, would, uh, love to have him as sort of their guardian. So, um, yeah, definitely. I'm sure it was embarrassing at the time, but I'm sure yeah. like na- now looking back, on looking it, back. Yeah. Def- yeah he's, it's he's one of those just big brother instinct. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And if, if I recall correctly, you said you played for like a Red Wings um, uh, travel team. Am I, am I correct? What was yeah. that experience like? Yes, you're correct. My brother and I played um, there growing up. It's called like the Barrington Red Wings. Um, we switched from there. And then like Northwest Chargers was the same league. So it was basically whichever ones um, was going to win that year, him and I would flip flop. Um, but we're, we're like 18 months apart. So it was every other year we would be on the same team. So, so, so let's, uh, go from, uh, high school to, uh, college. So you, you joined yeah. in college's women's uh, hockey team. What was, uh, your first initial reaction to stepping foot on the ice, whether it be for a practice or a game or just the atmosphere at Adrian college? Um, I was super nervous. Uh, I guess like I have a really weak stomach. So, you know, butterflies in your stomach for the first couple of weeks, you don't really know anyone that well, other than, um, probably, you know, your captain or someone that's given you a tour or your freshman class. So going into the locker room was like very intimidating. Um, but also, uh, Everyone was really welcoming and like very out. We had a very outgoing uh, senior class. So it didn't take too long, like kind of for all of us to mesh well as a team. And I feel like our senior class um, to come into was like the best one to come into because I'm still really close with um, some of those girls. Uh, and I ended up actually, you know, living with wheels when I played for the Buttes. So um, I feel like. As a freshman, you're really nervous, um, and then you kind of find your way and find, like, your spot on the team, and um, you kind of make your own opportunity out of it, I guess. So um, looking back on it, I just kind of laugh, like, looking at all the people that I'm still really close with and being like, wow, you know, at one point I was intimidated by them, and now I'm just like, I still respect you, but I can get in a jab here and there a joke or whatever opposed to being a freshman and being like oh, I better not say the wrong thing yeah so for, for anyone who doesn't know uh who wheels is that's uh Kristen Lewicki who's also a Adrian College legend uh all-time leader yeah. I believe in points goals and assists as well so yes. uh, the, the whole trifecta we'll talk about where you rank on the leaderboard in a moment but what were some of the highs at, at Adrian College like what, what what were some of your most fond memories um, I guess for starters, well, I'll just do like a memory from each year or something like that, but, um, definitely playing in the national championship on our own rank will go down probably as my favorite memory, even though we lost, but that week 
coming up to hosting the Frozen Four, let alone beating Elmira in double overtime to get there and then playing in overtime again in the Frozen Four and then playing in overtime again in the final. It was just, I don't think my body will ever be as exhausted and I'll never feel the adrenaline that I did that day. So I feel like that's probably my all-time like memory but I would say freshman year yeah that it would be that sophomore year um probably either winning slats or the Lake Forest games are always fun and super close um so those games are really fun um and then let's think junior year uh I would just say probably the road trips and senior year we actually went to Europe which was super fun, something that I'll always remember, just not only just playing there, but like being able to travel um, to Europe and seeing, you know, with some of my best friends and the coaching staff that we did. So yeah, I would say playing in the Frozen Four at home and definitely Europe are my top two. Yeah, so you, you guys have obviously hung up a lot of banners uh, at Arrington Ice Arena where uh, the Bulldogs play. Um, and what, what, what is just like hanging up those banners and just knowing that, you know, you, you're a part of history forever on Adrian yeah. College's campus. Well, what is that feeling like? Cause not many people are able to say I was a part of that roster that did this or did that, or did mm -hmm. uh, this other thing. Um, I think while you're there, you don't really realize like what you're doing, um, especially our program being as successful as it was even coming in as a freshman, they were already, you know, fighting for a spot in the NCAA tournament and winning slats cup and things like that. But I think um, now looking back at it and like just realizing that every year I was there, we won our league and we won, you know, the slats cup and we made it to the NCAA tournament and we never had to get a bid. And then, you know, on top of that, we have breast cancer games, senior night, you know, every year we're doing something, the golf, the golf tournament, reverse raffle, things like that. I think like now looking back, it's like, I miss that. I don't, I, I mean, I don't necessarily miss getting on the ice every day or the hard workouts. I definitely just think about like how successful of a program that we became over the four years that I was there um, and being able to carry on like the legacy that the people before us um, created. Looking back now, it's like, it's pretty sweet to say and talking to um, people and hearing about their college experiences and being able to compare it to like, wow, I mean, one year we only lost four games. Like, some no one a lot not a lot of people can say that I guess yep and uh you had a major impact for this organization so you finished your career with 114 points which is fourth all time uh then for goals uh, uh you were also up there in, in, in terms in, in terms of just like uh being able to generate a lot of them and then uh for all-time assists you you actually ranked second behind uh Lewicki with 85 so what's it like just seeing your name in the adrian college record book and just making that sort of impact for a great organization um yeah i feel like uh kind of like 
you know, is the same, you know, team situation and setting goals and records that we beat, we beat whatever year there. Like personally, I would set my own goals and some years I didn't reach it. And some years um, I did, I would say like my freshman and senior year, I always, I was, you know, hitting my benchmark and uh, I would say, you know, all four years, like people look at the, like my records or my points and stats and like, it, it was hard having to every year come back and like, make sure I was either hitting that points that I hit the last year or, you know, having to be better than that. So I feel like once I was a senior, I was finally like seeing, you know, wow, I broke someone's record or I'm fourth in this compared to people that are forwards and I'm a defenseman or what, like it, every year it, it became more and more competitive for me, just like personally, not even as like a team member. Um, and like, looking back, I just see like how like much hard work does actually pay off as much of a cliche it is, but it, it is really true. So uh, for, for anyone who doesn't know, like when I say I'm a college hockey play-by-play announcer, I've actually announced some of uh, Kelly's games while, while she was a senior, because that was my first year of being a broadcaster. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I've, I've actually, been, I've actually seen you play up close. And um, so 2020 comes and it's your senior year, unfortunately COVID hits. So the season is shut down prematurely, um, but you were still putting your name out there in terms of getting attention from the PHF. So what was it like just, you know, uh, did you think it was a realistic possibility that you could potentially be drafted into the professional league? Um, Yeah. So I guess kind of as like senior year rolled around and things like that, um, it became a little bit more like, oh, I need to kind of look into like postseason and what things would look like that. Originally, um, I was looking at playing in Europe, but because of COVID and everything, I just decided to like stay in the U.S. And that's kind of when I started reaching out a little bit to um, to back then on WHL. Um, talked to a few different coaches and I knew that like Wheels and Stroke and Bush McGowan they all had played for the Buttes before um so I kind of just you know reached out to them to get a little reference on you know what their experience was like um other than what they had told me in in short term when I saw them to visit but you know just get kind of more information and after talking with them and everyone else from the Buttes I just kind of decided um that's where I would be going and you were drafted by uh, Buffalo in the 2020, now formerly NWHL draft. Um, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't end up playing with them, but what was uh, your experience like just playing at that uh, kind of stage? Um, yeah, no, it was super cool. Um, you know, because of COVID, it was a little bit different. Uh, we had a lot of protocols, a lot of testings, um, things like that. One-on-one, I would say. Uh, little smaller group things, uh, things like that. So it was definitely different for me coming from Adrian and um, playing with people that were Division One, or if they weren't Division One, they were playing somewhere 
in Canada or Europe. So everyone you're playing with was a very good athlete, which was, that was really fun um, to be able to like compete even just in a practice setting um, with people like that was awesome. And then uh, I lived with four roommates. So that was always fun. And uh, what are you up to now uh, post hockey? Yeah, so now I'm actually living up in uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. It's about an hour away from where I grew up. And I'm working at a, um, I'm working at a hotel doing event coordinating. Um, and then I also uh, just like kind of am starting to do uh, real estate. My, my dad does real estate and I've actually interviewed actually another former hockey player who currently does real estate. And that, that was Eddie Lack who played for the Vancouver Canucks, uh, New Jersey Devils, oh. all, all that. So uh, yeah, very cool. That, that's actually a very good profession you have. And now I don't get to ask my guests this, uh, this question too often, mostly because I don't know that many people who uh, graduate from major in college, but what were some of your favorite yeah. things to do on campus outside of the rink? And maybe I can like uh, relate to it a little bit. Yeah, um, I guess things that me and my roommates would do. Uh, we would go bowling every Tuesday night. Uh, we would go to CAF every once in a while if we were allowed to. CAF, um, was mostly... a, CAF, CAF is a club for anyone who, do, who doesn't yes. understand. The one club in good old Adrian um so yeah we would do that we would to be honest we were around the rink a lot either watching you know the men's teams play or the women's teams play um trying to think what else we did what about the uh glitter we box really the, hung out at our house the glitter box the the party Sorry? the part the party uh house like uh the the party hockey house yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called yeah what what about right. that so when i went when i went there yeah, when I went there, like the men's team lived there. So, um, yeah, they would have parties there a lot. I guess she uh, Brooke Shembry and them didn't move in there until, was I a junior or, so or senior maybe? I don't so know, but yeah. Fifth year senior. Yeah, yeah. So um, we went over there, yeah, a good amount. But we we had a lot of a lot of the, like team activities at our house we had a really big backyard we lived on williams street um i lived with three people from sophomore year to senior year so we hung out there a lot and then um some of the other girls moved across the street so we were kind of just you know popping in and out there um oh obviously skillet the breakfast place we would go there me bates when Fox went there, she would come with us. Um, and Lexi, we would go there for pregame um, breakfast. So every game that we had at home, if it was on a Saturday, even sometimes if it was on a Friday, we would go there, get breakfast, come home. We would all either take a nap or watch a movie. And then Lexi and I would leave and go to Starbucks and meet everyone at the rink. Um, so. Yeah, I guess that's kind of one memory that I forget about that I, will, I won't forget is like the pre-game rituals that we all had. That's very cool. And it's nice to see that you're, uh, you know, doing stuff outside of hockey now, now that yeah. you decide to hang up the skates because, you know, the, the sport yeah. can only take you so far. But 
uh, are, let me ask you this. Will you be live streaming or will you be in attendance for the game against the Buttes and the Bulldogs? Um, I, I will be watching it. Unfortunately, I cannot come. Um, I wish I could, but I, I have to work. So unfortunately, I will not be there, but I will be watching. Well, that's great. You'll be there in spirit. So th- once yeah. again, once again, thank you, Kelly, for taking the time out of your day to just come on and talk about your uh, college hockey experience, your uh, brief stint with Buffalo. And uh, yeah, the, it, it was a, it was a pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. And now moving on from one former Bulldog to another, we got Sarah Shrub. She is also similar to Kelly Sullivan in terms of having her name in the all-time record book for the Adrian College Women's NCAA program. She's in the top seven for goals and assists, and she's in the top six for uh, most points all time. So uh, it's also worth mentioning that she is a former assistant coach for the NCAA Women's program. She was also head coach for the ACHA Women's D2 uh, program at Adrian College. So she has also had a very interesting time at Adrian College and uh, played a few games for the Buffalo Buttes organization. So we're going to be talking to her about her career at Adrian College in terms of both being a player and a coach and also what her stint in Buffalo was like. So let's take it away once again for the fourth and final time. And now joining me is another former Adrian College Bulldog hockey player and also a former Buffalo Butte. It is Sarah Shrub. Uh, Sarah is not only a former player, but also a former coach. She was the assistant coach for the ACHA Women's D1 program and was also a head coach for the ACHA uh, Women's D2 uh, uh, team. So, Sarah, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, Trey. Uh, happy to be on the, the show. Uh, I love talking hockey. You love talking hockey? Well, let's talk about your career. Where did hockey start for you? So I grew up in Livonia, Michigan. Um, I actually started playing for a boys team in Farmington Hills. Um, Got into it because of my brother. Um, Later moved on to the Little Caesars AAA program. Basically spent my whole youth career there. Um, And then, yeah, and then that took me to Adrian College to to play for the NCAA team and eventually on to Buffalo Buttes. So we're going to talk about uh, Adrian College in a moment, but can, can you uh, go into more detail of what led up to Adrian College? Just basically like, you know, what the recruiting process was like, uh, uh, how did you meet the coaching staff, your first impressions of the college? Yeah, um, so Little Caesars, my youth program that I played at, did a really good job at putting us in tournaments uh, to get that exposure to a lot of college coaches. Um a lot of the big name tournaments like over Labor Day weekend would be the Naha tournament, uh, Stony Creek tournament in Ontario. And that's where you saw all those college coaches. So that's when I start, first started talking uh, to Chad Davis and um, Tony Macy was assistant coach at the time. Um, talked to them a bit about Adrian and uh, loved everything about it. The hockey program, the academics. I you know I liked the idea of having the smaller classroom sizes Um so for academics, that was important to me. And then, yeah, there was a, a winning tradition at Adrian and I knew I wanted to be a part of uh, help growing the game there. So um, yeah, between the hockey program, the small class sizes and uh, being close to home, uh, far enough to way to get away, but being close enough to, to get home if I needed, that's uh, what I loved about Adrian. What was your experience like just stepping foot on Arrington Ice Arena for the first time, whether it be for a practice or a game? Um, 
can you walk us through what what you were thinking at that at that possible moment? Yeah, I, I remember being super nervous, like being a freshman, um, going stepping on the ice uh, with like all the the upperclassmen, and just hoping I could basically keep up with them. Um, it was there was a lot of nerves running through, but um, we had a very a very good team, very um, welcoming team, I should say. Uh, and I remember the very first official practice we had. We did a midnight practice. That's how we um, start the season off. And I know they continue that tradition, but it definitely feels like it feels like Christmas Eve uh, when you're walking into the locker room. Uh, you we usually get all our apparel at that time, and uh, and then yeah, you're stepping on the ice, getting ready for the the season to start. So um, a lot of nerves, but very exciting moments at the same time. So, what were some of your best moments at playing for Adrian College? Uh, the best moment um, was definitely my senior year. Um, we were able to host the final four um, and we ended up playing in the national championship game. Um, I know it didn't go out our way. Uh, still have nightmares about it five years later. Um, but I mean, it, it's hard not to be happy about all those accomplishments as it was the first time in program history uh, to make it that far. Um, and yeah, fell short in overtime. So Definitely uh, a moment I will never forget. Um, and like I said, I still have nightmares about it, but I um, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to go to that that game with any other team uh, than that team that year. It was a great moment. You know, I've had uh, Bryce Salvador, former uh, New Jersey Devils captain on my show uh, just just recently. And he told me like uh, when when they went to the Stanley Cup finals in in 2012, you know, they, they came out on the losing end, but, you know, he wouldn't trade that in for the world just because, like, if someone were to tell him, like, you would go to the end, but you won't uh, win it, would you still do it again? He said, absolutely. So is it sort of that same mindset? Oh, yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. We just had a great team all around. Um, you know, we, we were out there working for each other. Um, and yeah, you don't come by those teams often, um, to have like the, the camaraderie that we did. Um, so definitely wouldn't change any of it for the world. Um, I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. And speaking of your senior year, uh, according to eliteprospects.com, uh, you t completely upped your game, like almost, uh, tripling your, your, your total points. So you went from, 15 points in 2015, 2016, your junior year to now 59 points um, in, in 2016 and 2017, you had 25 goals, 34 assists and for a grand total of 59 points. What, what made you just up your game to that kind of level? Yeah. Um, I, I owe a lot of it to my line mates, uh, Kristen Lewicki and Kaylin Schroka. Um, I think we just worked really well together. Um, that eventually led us uh, to be able to produce as much as we did. Um, and I know another big thing, my senior year, I remember I was a huge mental player and I know a lot of people probably are, but um, I just, I stopped getting in my own head, I would say, um, and just started telling myself like, you know what, I can do this, like I got this. And the minute I started, or I stopped dwelling on things and um, just played my game the minute like I was able to 
produce as much as, as I was able to senior year. So I just started playing with the confidence that I knew I could be playing with. And um, I think that really helped elevate my game uh, my senior year. And that confidence led you to being seventh all-time in goals and assists with uh, 46 uh, goals and 56 all-time assists uh, for the Adrian College uh, program. You were, you are, you're also in the uh, top six uh, for total all-time points with 102. What's it like seeing your name in the record book for uh, the Adrian College uh, women's uh, ho hockey program? You know, I had no idea I was number six or seven. So like, um, it, 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 it's, uh, it feels good. It's a, it's a good accomplishment, especially with the amount of uh, players and uh, talent we've had move through that program. Um, it definitely, it's a, it's a good feeling. Um, I know that's, that's not elaborating on it much, but yeah, it, it, it kind of shocked me that I was up there in those numbers, but yeah, lots of talent to move through the program. So definitely happy um, to be a part of that. And um, again, would not change any of it for the world. I loved Adrian. Uh, so well, I don't usually ask my guests this mostly because I, I, I was talking to Kelly O'Sullivan about this. Mostly, I just don't know that many people who graduate from Adrian. Uh, what were some of your favorite things to do outside of the rink? Yeah, outside of the rink. So, um, I think the number one thing we would always do, uh, definitely spotted cow. <laughs> if, if you haven't been there yet, hopefully, um, you make your way there soon and I'm sure you'll be there at least once a week, if not twice a week. Um, spotted cow was a big thing. Um, let's see, what else did we do? Uh, you know, I'm just going to come out and say it, Calf Thursdays, um, definitely up there and what we would partake in when we weren't in season. Um, so definitely enjoy your Calf Thursday nights because um, you'll miss them when it's gone. We missed them when uh, we were uh, in the middle of a pandemic last year. So yeah, um, we, we definitely don't take it for granted. And it, it there was a lot of people last time I went because they were doing a mixer with Sienna Heights. So uh, once again, for anyone who's not familiar with CAF, it's a uh, club in Adrian. It's like the only club in Adrian. And um, uh, let's see, four years in, and I still have not been to Spotted Cow, believe it or not. Oh, my. yep. You, ha you have to go there this weekend. <laughs> uh, was the glitter box a thing when you were a student? Like uh, the, the, ho the hockey house? Um, you know, they, I don't think they ca called it the glitter box at the time. Um, I'm trying to think the, the nicknames we had for, for the houses. Um, actually they, uh, we had the litter. Did you say the litter box or the glitter box? Glitter box. Glitter box. So I think we called it the litter box. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was around uh, my junior and senior year. So that was definitely uh, uh, one of the key spots that we would spend our weekends at. Um, you know, my sophomore year, we had 1310. Uh, so that was uh, another good place. Uh, they eventually turned it into the sorority house um, that you see now. But yeah, 1310 was definitely a hockey house prior to that. So uh, those were some of the good days. Funny you mentioned that uh, uh, the women's D2 team um, who uh, uh, at, at Adrian College, they actually took over the old Pike house just from last year. So uh, I, I totally believe what you say in terms of just like, you know, 
uh, a, a sorority or a fraternity just taking over a hockey house and vice versa. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's definitely a good spot to have, uh, to have your team over for, you know, the pregames and then eventually uh, you welcome everyone else as the night goes on. <laughs> and let's talk about professional hockey. So you played for the Buffalo Buttes organization uh, during the 2017, 2018 season after your senior year, did, were you aware that there was a realistic chance that you could be playing professional women's hockey? Honestly, I did not think about it at all. Um, I didn't think I had had that chance to make it. Like, um, you know, there were a lot of Olympians in the league, which um, they they play a very excelled game. Um, so honestly, I after um, I graduated in 2017, I knew I was uh, missing hockey, so I was actually trying to look overseas to play um, to play in Europe at like an Austria team. Um, there was an Australia team that I was talking to at one point. Um, but then, yeah, we um, Chad Davis, our coach and coach Kelly, um, he was my assistant coach at, at my senior year. Um, they encouraged myself, uh, Kaylin Shroka and Kristen Lewicki to go um, try out at the the free agent camp for Buffalo. Um, that was like the first weekend of June that year. So we're like, why not have nothing to lose? And um, you know, talk to the coaches, Rick Sealing and Greg Muni over there. Um, and they offered us a spot and, uh, it was a very surreal moment. Like, I, like I said, I was not, um, anticipating playing in the league, um, after graduation. And, um, you, you played that season for, for Buffalo. And by the way, that's very interesting. I, I don't think I've ever heard uh, a hockey player say they were going to play in Australia. I, I think you're the first uh, person to tell me that. So that's, that's actually kind of interesting, but. Um, I was very surprised too. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think they would have hockey in Australia if I'm being completely honest. I, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think I can name an Australian player off the top of my head uh, or at least who plays in the NHL. Now, um, you, you played that season with the Buffalo Buttes. I've had uh, Nate Oliver, who's the general manager of the organization, uh, come on and talk about uh, how he likes to build his teams. What was it like just playing for that organization and the overall experience? It was uh, it was an unreal experience. Um, for one, Buffalo is just a great, a great place. Um, their fans are unreal there. Um, no matter if their team is last place, first place, doesn't matter. Uh, those fans are are crazy there, and and you love it. Like they they definitely won't like to support their hometown team. So that was very cool um, taking place uh, in in a in an area where people very like really much cared about uh, what you were performing and what you were doing, um, as well as um just playing in front of a bunch of younger girls like having something to look up to like and being one being one of those people that those girls could look up to like that was another um very surreal experience um just knowing like I would have loved to have that when I was growing up just knowing that you have like an end goal that you can work towards and uh, after your uh, playing career, you played a season with uh, Buffalo. Uh, you actually became an assistant coach for the, the team you played for, the NCAA women's team here at Adrian College. Then you became, um, oh, I'm sorry, no, excuse me. You, you, you were the assistant coach for the ACHA women's D1 program. 
and then you became head coach for the ACHA uh, women's D2 program here at Adrian College. That, that's correct, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. So let's actually talk about ACHA women's D1 because uh, I've actually done a good chunk of their games. What, what was it like just being their assistant coach that led you to become a head coach at Adrian College? Yes. Um, working with the girls, a lot, just, just their hard work ethic and how much they cared about the game um, made my job easy there as an assistant coach working alongside Brett Berger and Hannah Griffin, who's now the head coach of the team now. Um, they made our job easy just by showing up and and working hard and caring about the game because obviously you can't you can't teach that. Um, so just having that mentality that they had um, made it very enjoyable being back at my alma mater, um, coaching the game I love. And um, it, I, I want to actually tell you this. So last year you played for a bell tire adult league, right? Correct. Yep. So you guys came up to Adrian to scrimmage against the ACHA women's D1 program. I was announcing mm -hmm. that game. I was the announcer. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, they, they, it was a, a very fun game. We had, we don't get much competition nowadays. So it's nice uh, going up there and playing against them. And uh, it's an, a good physical game for us. Yeah. You beat them too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, we, we always come out like a lot of my uh, senior bell tire team. We're all this year, especially a lot of us are Adrian graduates. So uh, we love going back and playing at Arrington and uh, we're going to definitely put forth our best game. Well, like I said, you beat them. So uh, mission accomplished. Now, what's it like being a head coach? And because uh, I actually do do uh, the announcing for women's D2 as well. So um, what what's it like just being just being a head coach uh, compared to being an assistant coach? Yeah, the, the best part about being a head coach is um you can run things the way, like the way you want to, the way you foresee things. Um, you know, I've been lucky enough for, like I assist a, a 16 U Bell tire team now. And uh, so working along with the coaches now and working along Berger, Brett Berger and Hannah Griffin, we were all aligned. Uh, we all had the same type of vision um, coaching, but there's definitely something different about being the head coach where you can make that ultimate decision, um, and kind of use your vision and how you want to, uh, teach the game and, um, and, and run the plays and everything. So that was definitely the best part about being the head coach is just being able to make those own decisions, um, and, and run the team how you like. And, um, again, with the, the, the D2 team, had a great group of girls, um, always wanted to show up and, uh, was very proud wearing the Adrian college Jersey. So, uh, you can't ask for anything better than that. What are you up to, uh, now post hockey? Cause you're, you're, you retired from Buffalo Buttes and you're no longer coaching at Adrian college. What, what are you up to nowadays? Yeah. So, um, I actually recently started a job uh, with DHL Express back in June. Um, I'm on the sales side of things. So um, been enjoying that, even though, yeah, I, I miss playing hockey and every day. Um, but yeah, it, it's something to pay to pay the bills. And um, I know I mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm coaching or helping coach a 16U Bell Tire uh, tier two team here in Michigan. Um, 
and we skate about three to four times a week. So um, working with with this age group is um, very re rewarding um, because we're helping them in those stages where um, they're preparing themselves for uh, their future if they want to play college hockey. So it's fun being a part of that process. Overall, do you have any advice to someone who's trying to pursue their dreams of just playing uh, at the professional level like you were able to do? Yeah, I mean, just keep working hard and uh, be will be willing to do whatever it takes to to get to that level. And um, that means if you're getting up at four or five a.m. to to get a workout in, uh, if that's what it takes, then do it. And again, play with confidence. Um, I tell some of my players now uh, that are big mental players, I was like, the minute I got out of my own head is the minute I elevated my game. So um, don't dwell on things and uh, just tell yourself I can do this. And, um, you know, with that, you can accomplish anything. Top seven in goals and assists, top six in points all time for the women's uh, NCAA program. So uh, Sarah, thanks again for taking the time to just come on and talk about your hockey career. And I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, this Saturday in the matchup between the Buttes and the Bulldogs. Thank you for having me, Trey. Man, that was a jam-packed episode, but it was totally worth it. So check me out this Saturday as I'm going to be a part of the broadcasting team live streaming the game between the Buffalo Buttes and the Adrian College Bulldogs in that exhibition matchup. Once again, that is the first uh, professional women's hockey game to be played in the state of Michigan. So looking forward to that. And once again, I would like to thank all four of my guests who took time out of their busy days to just come on and talk about their hockey careers and background. I really appreciate it and keep an eye out for the Buffalo Buttes on ESPN+. Plus. Their season will begin in early November. Uh, tune in to all the PHF games because this is going to be very exciting, and I'm so glad to hear that ESPN Plus has bought the rights to uh, stream their games. So looking forward to their upcoming season. As for today, that's the all time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening, and the New Jersey Devils will be playing the Washington Capitals in tonight's matchup. I will do a post-game episode uh, tomorrow, so keep an ear out for that. As for today, continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you for sticking by with this episode. Like I said, very long episode, but I think it's completely worth it. Go Devils, and I will catch you guys in the next episode.